Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A, a, a grain of rice. A, a grain of rice is going to tip the scale. Just remember that, then. There's a small bit of a needle there. Now, come on, Mayo. You've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission was to show that we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. Hello there and welcome to a very special Irish Examiner GA Sports podcast this evening. It's uh, been a, a remarkable 24 hours for sport in Ireland with uh, news of an acceleration of the roadmap to recovery. The GA in the last few minutes have issued their guidelines and a safe return to Gaelic Games. And I'm delighted to welcome Anthony Daly and Mike Quirk to the podcast. Uh, gentlemen, initial reaction to the news that we will have uh, some class of competition this year with uh, club teams expected to be back in action and training from uh, July 20th and uh, club competitions to be getting underway at the end of July and into August. Yeah, sure. I think, uh, Colm, great news, first of all. Do you know, we were all kind of, I suppose, dreading and there was even people talking about next year if there was no vaccine and all that. But sounds, you know, very, very exciting uh, that we will have probably a winter all Ireland. We will have probably normal time county finals if going by the county finals will be played around October 11th. That's that's in our own standard, I think, for for counties. But um, yeah, I I think it's great news. But there's an awful lot of questions, and you know, I I'd be looking at, at some of the stuff and saying, why are we leaving the pitches closed when Leo is announcing that 15 guys could train together or girls? today and we're we're leaving our pitches closed for another three and a half weeks you know so that's our the stuff uh i think i don't know how it'll work and then the barn of inter-county training at a certain time and sure most of the club championships will be knockout column so yeah there's a lot of question marks you know but uh i think overall good news okay mike we'll bring you in there as well uh wearing i suppose your your ordinary club hat first and foremost, and then speaking as a leash manager. Yeah, well, I suppose first of all, it, it is it is it's good that we're, we we have a definite kind of an idea that we're going to have games. I think that was that's been endowed up to the last couple of weeks, and then we've seen in the last two weeks, I suppose, a lot of positivity around the the prospect of of getting Gaelic games seen again this year. And firstly, I suppose that is that is something that everybody would be really thankful for. Um, but like Dale O'Dare, yeah, there, there is this document is probably I, I've I've kind of poured over the fifteen pages of it now, and and like at the very start of this thing, I, I said that I, I didn't want to be, you know, out of step with with what the GA were trying to do because we were trying we wanted all to be guided by the experts in the field, and uh, I'm just I I'm just looking at this document now, and I'm I'm thinking there's a lot of there's a lot of spots where where we can definitely improve on if the situation keeps going the way it's going, you know, especially in light of you know the way that the the government have come out today and and accelerated the whole process. It seems like you know the GA are are still a little bit behind um, where the government are, and they're thinking about our, the danger of the virus now, you know. Okay, so just to recap on some of the uh, the dates just from the document here in front of me. Uh, from Monday, which is the 8th, a dedicated GA walking track 
tracks may be used for recreational use in groups of no more than four, which we knew. Then the phase three, which is June 29th, all GA pitches open, uh, training to recommence for adult and juvenile teams in small groups only. Uh, phase four, the 20th of July, all forms of team and group training permitted. And then phase five, the 10th of August, club competitions uh, will com- continue. They'll be starting on uh, July uh, the 31st. September 14th then will be the start date for county training and no later than 17th of October for the start of the uh, championship uh, proper. So um, I suppose, first of all, just in terms of a return to training, Dalo, I'll bring you back in there on the 29th of June. The entire issue, though, of training in a social distanced world, how do you actually do it? Yeah, sure, I suppose. Look, I'd be looking at it from the hurling point of view, but it's very similar. Mike Mike will know this as well. Sure, it means no tackling, really, Colm. That's the bottom line. And and uh, it'll mean an awful lot of first touch stuff, uh, I suppose. Good striking from the hurling point of view, good kicking from the football point of view. And then, you know, um, I suppose hand passing at two metres apart, stuff like that. And yeah, I, I, I'd have no problem that I could do an all ball work training session I think, but I think on the guidelines I read, Cullum, that we'd only be allowed to have groups of 10 with two mentors uh, in the initial phase, if I'm right on that, Mike, am I? Yeah, yeah, that's what's yeah. going yeah. So the government are telling us 15 guys could meet up uh, at the local park, but we can only have 10, you know, with two mentors. So for me, that's a bit confusing. And uh, and the other thing there is, like, there's a few clubs around the country, one of them being, I think, Cullum, would be probably the greatest club team we've seen in many a year in Corrafin in Galway. They they operate out of a community pitch. There's a couple of them in Clare as well. Like, and could they go back training out tomorrow night? Like, fifteen of them at seven o'clock and fifteen more at, at eight o'clock. Do you know? So I I don't see why we sh- if if the government are telling us fifteen could train. Okay, let it be non-contact, but you'd have your fifteen in. Most club teams would have. The twenty somethings, you know, so you'd split it maybe into two thirteens or something like that, and you could you could run your two hour session. But what also struck me reading the document, um, Colm, is there's a massive amount of clerical uh, clerical work and personnel going to be needed. You know, in terms of temperature checks, in terms of the farms being filled out every night, uh, in terms of checking that people are coming, and if they're coming by car, that they're coming in uh, to just groups of a family, um, or else lads are cycling there on their own or driving there on their own. There's a lot of guys going to be needed like uh, and stretched and that kind of thing. And I don't know, look, I, I, I don't see any problem with running a training session per se, but you just won't have tackling. Uh, and for me, until the social distancing is completely gone, Colum, we won't have matches. How could you have matches in social distancing? Sure, it's impossible. Like So that's the, that's, the, that's the big thing for me. But you could run a session, dude, and a very good session at that, but you wouldn't have tackling. But even there, uh, Delo, like, like you said it there, the fifteenth or uh, on the eight, on the eighth of June, according to the government, you know, fifteen people can get together outdoors on a pitch or whatever and do a session. And and the GA are saying on the 29th of June that we can have ten with two winters. Uh, so th- there has to be a little bit more joined up thinking and that kind of thing and 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 sort that out. And and like your the question about the sessions, column, I think we could do our our feeling out stuff now. Like you know. It, you don't even have to be, it doesn't have to be a hugely structured session, but just to get 10 or 15 bodies down in the field and just the socialization aspect of it. Like people all over the GA community are craving 
that kind of social part of the games again. And just to have people down there, even if you just went running for a half an hour, just the fact that there's other people on the pitch and you can stay as far away as you want. And, and there could be, you know, you could do it in such a way that there's no danger to anybody. And it doesn't even have to be in any way hugely structured. But I, I think we're missing a little trick now that we're that we're not opening up a little bit quicker for people and, and the clubs will organize themselves really quickly behind this. And I again that document like Dale was talking about there, like you you have to check your temperature, you have to, you know, there has to be somebody there logging who's at the pitch and there's a lot of stuff like that to do. And once the clubs have a handle on that for, for a week or so, it they'd easily open up and, and manage their you know their own members really well. But I, I do think we're missing a trick in terms of the social side of it that, that we're not opening a little bit sooner. That point that Dela was making in terms of the demand on club resources to have a dedicated COVID officer, maybe taking an underage team with all these protocols in place. How realistic is it for some small clubs to achieve that, lads? It could be tough going, Colin, but I mean, you had the crack all along where we, we thought we'd have nothing and you'd have lads there on Facebook and Twitter and things and they're saying... I'd, I'd, I'd gladly do umpire for a junior C league game yeah. 20 miles away if I was allowed at the moment just to see a bit of action. So I say, I'd say, look, we have a lot of dormant members maybe in clubs that will really step up. I mean, it's just like the whole COVID. Uh, I'm involved in the Eau Claire response team and like people have been incredible. There's actually too many volunteers, if you know what I mean. Um, there isn't enough work for them to do, actually. So... Yeah, uh, I don't think there'd be a problem really. Maybe, as you say, in a very small club, there would be issues. But I, I presume, like everything else in a small club, you'll have fellas double jobbing and triple jobbing. And, and uh, like everything else, I mean, it'll have to be policed in a certain way. But will that slacken after a while, Cullum? And, you know, I, that's, that's as, as we're watching the, the, the news briefings every night, and if there's no deaths, no uh, new cases, will, will we lax? which would be human nature to do that sort of thing, you know. So, look, I, I, there's issues, but I'm, I'm delighted tonight. I'm excited, actually. Do you know, the thought of being, like, Mike hopefully will be there uh, on the sideline in Crow Park in the Leinster uh, football final, maybe in uh, whatever, it's sometime in November, and I'd be delighted to be above in a cosy studio to help a God uh, commentating on a hurling game maybe on afterwards. So, and for that sense, I, I'm I'm really excited about it, but uh, there will there will be issues. And outside, like if you other look look at other stuff as well, then like some people might want to play. Like if they have issues at home with you know yeah, parents just, with underlying conditions, and you know just, just on just on that point, and I'll throw it out to to Mike first, and we come back to you there, Dalo. What happens, Mike, if a player in the Leash Senior Football Squad comes to you and say, "Look, I have a situation at home. Uh, I I don't feel comfortable playing." Then he doesn't play. I mean, I mean, there's no question about anything. If if your health is is in any way a question, or you have somebody that you're living with that's in a vulnerable condition, and you don't feel comfortable to play, then I, I wouldn't be certainly putting anybody under pressure to play. And I don't think any manager, um, you know, should put anybody in that kind of a position. Obviously, and and these are all individual decisions. And I'm sure there will be cases like that, Colm. I'm sure there will be people who have underlying condition themselves or are are they living with people who are in very vulnerable positions and and if they choose that then then there will be no recrimination from anybody with with regard to that decision but um i i you know look i i said at the very start column that i i thought we needed to be just guided by the experts and by the numbers and the numbers are telling us now and the experts are telling us now 
that you know we're entering a, a safer phase than we thought we were going to be. That that it's you know the, the recovery from this thing is happening at a quicker pace than we'd hoped because of because of the response that the country and everybody has put into the whole thing. Um, so again, like we're still talking about if it is going to be July, if it is August. Like we're still talking about games that are a long way away, and 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 who knows how how low the numbers can be. I mean, what are we saying today? It's less than twenty eight or twenty eight or thirty cases again today. Who knows where they're going to be in another two months? And hopefully they'll keep progressing the way they are, and and uh, and it won't be as big an issue for people. Colin, a few people came out with very strong articles and and, and interviews over the last few weeks, and I was inclined to say like, well, maybe me as a guy guy, guy that does a podcast and writes a piece every week, should I be? No, I just thought, no, like, it's not my business. I remember Jürgen Klopp right at the start saying, this, this has nothing got to do with me. I'm a football manager here. Uh, let, let the people tell us what. And it, Mike is right there, like, that. let's be guided by the experts. I mean, Tony Hollander, every evening, he seems like a, a beacon of, of solidity. Like, you know, he, he's a guy that you'd nearly trust with your life. And, and yeah. But, you know, it's gas over the years more and more Colum being involved now since long since retired obviously and training teams the amount of lads now Mike and you'd have seen this as well you'll probably see it yourself Colum and Larry like the amount of lads that come up to you before training and say well you hang on to that day and it's an inhaler <laughs> yeah so it wasn't so much prevalent in our day but Jesus you could have five inhalers inside in your jacket like you know so I wonder you know there's there's things that will have to start out but I think as we evolve we get to the end of this month Okay, they've said they're not opening the pitches now to the end of the month, so I presume that's the way it's going to happen. We get to the end of the month, the numbers are very low. They'll be maybe gone to minuscule amounts. I, I'd be very hopeful things could even be, be sped up from what it is. Okay, but with the window that we will be operating between club and hopefully an inter-county series, will we take it for granted that it will be a straight knockout for most county championships? Yeah, it's probably it's probably going to look that way, Colum. I mean, especially if you're talking about you know dual counties who who run really meaningful hurling and and football championships, you know you're going to be squeezed and 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 Leash is one of those counties. So if you're talking about eleven to twelve weeks to run, you know, a hurling and a, and a senior football championship, and you'll have clubs who play both, it's going to be tricky for for fixture makers and and uh, and that idea of knockout, you know. I know it's a it's a blast from the past, but it, it may be your only answer. And for the year that's in it, you know, that it'll be that it. You know, it'll probably pass and it'll be fine and people will be happy enough with it. But still, you know, I still think, you know, if we have a situation where you have a county where we do have a knockout championship and, and somebody, a club team gets beaten in the first round and maybe there's, you know, three or four of those guys who are members of the county panel uh, and those guys are knocked out maybe in, in whatever, early August maybe or, or whatever. Now, now we're telling them that they can't train with the county for another four, four or five weeks until, until mid-September. Uh, so that that needs a little bit of tweaking there, and there's there's bits and pieces that need filling in. What is the situation going to be like in in Clairedale? Yeah, Colin, I suppose knockout. I suppose yeah, straight away. The, what had jump into my head would be Cratlow. <laughs> you know, Cratlow will be contenders for the hurling every year and contenders for the football every year, and and it's been like they have just it has cost them championships in either code. Uh, uh, they, they'd have more hurling titles and they'd have more football titles if they weren't. But they've been out every week, every week, uh, all the all the weeks there after the All Ireland series was over. Let's say, and they, they would have a good few county boys as well. So, um, and an awful lot of them play both. Whereas the likes of Airog and Ennis, who would be contenders in both as well, they would have a good cohort of just footballers, just hurlers, you know. But certainly, um. 
like you'd have probably 16 senior teams in Clare, let's say, and uh, into a hash straight knockout. You're down to eight the following week, you know, you, you, you're down to four the following week, and maybe you could give two weeks for a final and you, you, you'd have your championship ru- run off, no problem. Have to be finished on the day, I presume. If that means going to penalties, so be it. Uh, no replays, uh, but it could be done. But certainly in Clare, I know that as my leash as well, there will be dual clubs and, and there is dual clubs as well, but uh, it probably would affect them worse, but it could be done. There's no doubt about it. Um, what about this date of uh, September 14th, which is allocated as the first possible date for uh, county teams to get back training? Uh, Mike, probably your your best place to, to worry about that. You're in a scenario where players are coming back to you, but players are also still involved in their county championship. Uh, well, yeah. They, well, they won't be. I suppose the guys... They, I, I think the way that did, it's going to work, uh, Colin. It'll have to be the guys that get knocked out of their championship. If it's a knockout situation and guys get knocked out of their championship, I think then they join the county panel from there. You know, like which will probably add a couple of weeks onto the onto the county training and you give guys a, a chance to just, you know, reacclimatize to, to training at that level and that speed and stuff as well. But like, I, I don't understand why you would knock a club out of a, of a county championship and they may have a couple of county guys and they are not allowed to start training with us until the 14th. I, I don't understand what, what, why, why that would be the case. And I'm sure when they look at this and, and they see what's going on, it, they'll probably review it and, and, and change it a little bit and, uh, and possibly. These day, I, I would imagine, Colm, that unless, you know, I, I just can't see how these dates won't change a little bit when they, when, they, when they look at the way the thing has accelerated, particularly today by the government. This, this may have caught them slightly off guard. And, and I would like to think that when they look at this and, and they see the numbers that, are, that keep rolling in, you would imagine the thing might get, might get brought forward a little bit, you know? Yeah, because, Colm, as well on that, we, we're, talking about, we're talking about Leash and Clare here, right? But you're down in Cork there at the moment, like, you know... Yourself, yeah. Larry. I know you're not Cockman, no, I'm not accusing you of that, like at all. Um, but like, it's a whole different ball game in Cork, like, isn't it? With mm-hmm. the amount of clubs, you know, um, the whole, you know, the whole dynamic is is madly different. Divisions do are they allowed play this year? And so, I'd say the point that Mike is making about that we could maybe hope that this thing comes a bit earlier, and we could get the club champ- championship maybe started the 14th of July instead of the 31st. That they'll need, the whole they'll need, difference. Yeah, they're going. They're going to need that time. Like you're not going to have. You're just not going to have every every county. Obviously, are not going to have enough time. And and Cork are a perfect example. Like there's no way. There's no way they're going to get it done. Like I mean, in Kerry at this day, no lads. Like Kerry haven't had a new confirmed case of COVID for something like seventeen days, uh, sixteen or seventeen days. So there should be no reason in Kerry. You know that that you couldn't be opening pitches for for people to go down and start kicking ball a little bit on on Monday, and and you could start bringing things forward a small little bit, you know, and 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 I think that's the way it's going to go because because there's no way these dates are going to are going to stick if if we keep seeing the kind of numbers that we that we are seeing and and like they've put in some stuff in that document lads that's you know quite good they've, they have stuff like about an online educational program that that all the players and and parents of the underage players are going to have to take through the e-learning stuff with the GA and. And, and I think people are just going to, they're going to get used to what they need to do now in training to keep themselves safe and, and make sure that everybody is 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 uh, is ticking every box that they need to. The way it's outlined now, Cullum, are we probably looking at All-Ireland Finals maybe the last Sunday in November and maybe the fourth Sunday in December? But, well, actually, one of the I'm possibilities, one of the possibilities, Dalo, was that an All-Ireland Final could 
run in with conjunction with the uh, Bloody Sunday uh, anniversary at Crow Park. So that's what the 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 end of November. But do you th- do you think like well, this? I, I was just having a quick look at a possible hurling, right? And I was even dropping the All-Ireland semi-finals because I think now with Galway and Leinster, you might be able to say, are, are All-Ireland semi-finals necessary, really? Because Antrim are in Joe McDonough, obviously. So so you could have a Munster quarter-final, we'll say, the 18th of October, right? You could have your two semi-finals two weeks later, the 31st of October. These are going on the dates they've given us. You could have your Munster final two weeks later, the 15th of November, I presume, have to be in Parky, Kiev with the new surface and the great lights and everything. Or Torless, I suppose, if the pitch was good. And 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 then you, you'd possibly have two weeks to the 29th of November for an All-Ireland final. That's dropping All-Ireland semi-finals, and that's just hurling. And Leinster will be similar because the, the amount of teams are similar in the Leinster Championship. And that would be the same for everybody. Everybody would have the same chance. Open draw. You know, so it'd be like a throwback to my days, I suppose, in one way, that you might avoid the quarterfinal game, get straight to the semi uh, in Munster. But after that, it'd be the very same, except there'd be no semi-finals. Mike, have you uh, a roadmap mapped out for Leash's progress to the end of November, the start of December? Uh, like, <laughs> I'd like to, I'd like it to keep going as long as it possibly could, really, Colin. But I just, I'm, I, I keep looking at this and I, and I keep, Thinking, you know that there there is going to be changes. Like, and I and I don't want when when people listen to this and they'll hear me saying that I'd like to see the pitches open up sooner. I'm not talking about playing games next week or the week after. I'm talking about open up football pitches in places that it's safe to do so and allow people to go down in their in their numbers, whether it's ten or fifteen or whatever they want to say. Do their kicking, do their running, get back to to being a team and being a group and being a club and start to get that identity back again because people are people have, have, have really lacked that and, and missed it badly in the last couple of months. And and I think if we started there, the whole thing the whole thing would just roll a little bit easier for us and we'd have a little bit more time and, and the clubs and the counties wouldn't be as squeezed if we you know if we, we mightn't have to go for penalties in a in a holler and semi final or or whatever it is, you know, and um I, I just think it's look. It's great in one sense. It's great in one sense, and I think this a little bit like the document that 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 the government brought out. I think this is going to be a living, breathing document that we'll see move a little bit as uh, as as needs require. How do you think the GA have handled the last couple of months in general, lads? Yeah, I suppose they had no real choice early on, Colum. You know, we were all sort of, you know, we, the whole life was closed down really for a, a lot of it, and. They had no real option but to do what they did, and I, I presumed it was just and and it would might be an ongoing thing as well as in insurance and all that, and that'll have to be an issue, I suppose, even going forward. You know what? What if someone picks it up, a mentor picks it up, but who's in his sixties, and you know, I know we're all told that the the youth are, are fairly immune from it, but not immune from getting it, but they're they're immune from they're, they have a great chance of fighting it at least. But yeah, I. I'd be like Mike, like I would have said today was a watershed day uh, for the country. And why are we at six o'clock on the, f- the same day mapping out our season when the government are nearly saying there could be fluidity going forward in, in the way things, the phases will change. Do you know, um, even with the pubs opening and could it be two metres back to one metre? We don't know, you know. There won't be much point to open in my pub, let's say, next door here at two metres. But if it gets back to a metre, it probably worth a while. <laughs> up. 
police and that could be another day's work on it. But also, like, like Kilkenny hurling, like Kilkenny could become the Wuhan of COVID nineteen, like because like how are they going to stop tackling each other down and training down there? Like, you know, like that's, that's that's been notoriously savage for decades. Like, <laughs> oh, very good. Yeah. No, yeah. the one thing we the one thing we should point out in the document released by Crow Park uh, in in the last couple of minutes actually. That uh, the dates outlined for phases three to five are contingent on the plans of the relevant governments being happy to move on to the next phases on each of the specified dates. So, as as you both said, there it's been a kind of a, a living, moving uh, document. But what about you, Mike? The you know the reaction of the GA, obviously not able to play, but huge compliments to players, officials, county boards for the volunteerism that the GA has shown. And, you know, this argument that the GA had lost some of its soul in the last number of years with the, the commercial side of things, I think all of that has been disproven in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I, I honestly think the, the association has handled itself really, really well. Um, I, I wouldn't have any complaints, or, you know, up to this point. I think I think the leadership have, have done a good job of of, uh, of putting people first and, and, and making sure that the safety and the health of, of their membership were, were the most important things above anything else. And and I think they deserve a lot of a lot of credit and, and should be commended for that. And um, and I think they've put a really excellent group together now of, of qualified people who who obviously have a, have a good idea and, and great knowledge about what they're talking about. Um, and I think those people, when when uh, when they sit down and they and they look at the the information that's that's in front of us now, I I think they'll uh, you know they'll they'll probably change a little bit of, of what we got. But in terms of the volunteerism, Colin, I'm sure it's 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 been incredible and it's been very heartening to you know to see every club you know just either get buried into into fundraising for some really massive charities and great causes or. Um, just helping out and delivering all the stuff, you know, shopping and, and looking after those older and vulnerable people in the community. It's been really, it's been, I, I think it's, it's, it's a kind of a, a nearly a rebirth of, of, of the community, the communitarianism of, of the GEA and, and, and to see the ideals that, that, that the whole association was built on have, have kind of been reignited, I think, by this whole thing. And, and, and people are just so eager now and, and, and bursting to not even like play games as a part of it, but to just get back down to the field and to just start kicking ball or pucking a slitter and just get around the place and seeing people smiling and and and, and getting back that sense of of uh, of club now I think is is uh, is really important and and people are, are ready for it. And if if the numbers say it is, then then hopefully we'll get there sooner than later. Okay, gentlemen, we're going to have to leave it at that. Thank you so much for your time, uh, Mike Quirk and Anthony Daly, for joining us. Uh, this evening, a landmark day for the country of Ireland and a landmark day for the GAA as uh, some light on the horizon regarding uh, club and county championships for 2020. Uh, Larry was on sound once again. And uh, all that remains for me is to uh, thank you all for uh, listening. Thank you all for joining us and uh, enjoy the weekend and maybe get those uh, football boots out and those hurleys out. And uh, if you're looking for uh, a few points or a nice uh, holiday in uh, the coming weeks when the lockdown ends, we can heartily recommend West Clare and a certain little pub on the road from Ennis to Killarush. All right, Anthony. It's called Morty Brown's column, just in case. <laughs> <laughs>Thanks again for joining us on the Irish Examiner Sports Podcast. And don't forget, you can read the full Irish Examiner and every supplement just as they are printed. Anytime, anywhere, on your phone, your PC, 
on your tablet using our e-paper. Just visit irishexaminer.com forward slash e-paper for all the details. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. <laughs> 